Hello, my friends. Welcome to Deeper Than Dating, the best place for singles to uplevel their lives and take advantage of their single time. I'm your host, Sarah Mack, breakup and relationship coach, and I'm here to guide you to uplevel and upgrade your single life by building a deeper connection with yourself. I'm on a mission to help millennials take advantage of their single time so they can get over their past, stop settling in life, attract better relationships, and have fun while being single. On Deeper Than Dating, we will explore topics of self-development, psychology of love, relationships, and breakups, mindset, spirituality, and manifestation in order to deepen the relationship with ourselves, which is truly the secret to deeper dating. Whether you find yourself still trying to get over your ex, questioning all your relationship decisions, desiring a more fulfilling single life, or chasing your next relationship, this is the place to be. It doesn't matter where you're at in your journey because the answer will be the same. Dig deeper into your connection with yourself in order to attract a better life and level up. It's not about dating. It's not about the breakup. It's not about your future. It's always deeper. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to Deeper Than Dating. I'm so excited for today's episode. Today we have Brianna Viegas. She is a cycle syncing coach who helps women understand and leverage their menstrual menstrual cycles to create the life they love and to feel good living it. And I'm so excited to have her on because for selfish reasons, uh, as a woman, I um, just want to learn today. I want to learn all about hormones and our cycles and our bodies so that we can optimize our lives. So whether you're in a relationship or you're single, this is going to be so beneficial. So listen up and welcome, Brianna. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Of course. And Brianna also has a podcast, so she's very used to um, talking about this, all all this stuff that we're going to dive into today. So Brianna, can you just tell listeners a bit about what you do and um, yeah, your background and how you got into this work? Yeah, of course. Um, So what I do in um, coaching women to understand and leverage their cycles is really getting this piece of not just this default of living in a cyclical body because we already are, we already know what it feels like and especially when things are not optimized, but creating this line of like, that doesn't have to be normal. Like we're not living in optimal and we aren't because we aren't told how our bodies work, what our bodies need and how to do that. But once we get that little bit of education and that little bit of understanding about all this data that our bodies are already giving us and giving ourselves permission to live cyclically in a society that isn't really built for it, just everything becomes so much easier. Like you're um and not just easier and like things are more productive and all of that stuff which you do get and that's awesome but there's just so much grace and compassion for yourself of understanding like how you fit within these structures and this is a huge passion of mine um it started as a personal journey i was um, diagnosed with premenstrual dysphoric disorder back in 2016 and when i found that diagnosis i was like oh this has been my entire experience. So for my first period, like just having two weeks of debilitating cognitive 
you know, menstrual related symptoms. And um, I just, once I got the diagnosis was kind of caught in that, like the options at the time were like, go on the pill, um, medical uh, induced menopause, like it wasn't great. And at the time I was 23. So I was like, well, that's not even a conversation in the US medical system to get any of that stuff besides the pill. Um, so I just really wasn't satisfied with it and was like, I need to find solutions. I had just had like my first kid and was like, this is not sustainable um, for me, my life, my relationships. Um, and so went on that like personal journey. But along the way, it was like the the things that I learned was like, oh, this is not just like me because I have period problems. This is like so many women are settling for suboptimal experience because you're a woman, this is how it is, like deal with it. And it it just took on this life of its own where I'm like, no, like women need to know this and they need to know that like their, the ways that they feel inconsistent or feel like they can't stick to their boundaries or they can't stick to their commitments to themselves is not their fault. They're not the problem. They just aren't setting those up on like a system that's actually setting them up for success because mm-hmm. our bodies and the way that we work just doesn't work on the same timeline. Mm-hmm. So what you think a majority of women were used to just feeling not, we're used to not feeling our, our best, the best that we can feel, but we think that that's normal. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what we're, yeah, that's what we're told. Um, and we, I think it just becomes such a pattern to be like, get used to, we get used to not feeling optimal. And so we kind of just accept that as normal. And I, I think having, since I've been married and stuff, and my husband's like super healthy, he's like almost 99% of the time, like feels his best self, which is annoying, but (laughs) it's also like this like picture of when, you know, things like the man flu or like if his day is off by a little bit or he didn't get to work out and he just like feels off it like hits him so hard. And there's a part of me that can feel kind of resentful to that. Like, are you serious? Like that's, that's what we're (laughs) complaining about. But at the same time, it's like it, if you can like pay attention to that and be like men typically like, you know, healthy, obviously men have their own hormone issues and their own things that they can deal with. But like just that like average, like healthy guy is experiencing optimal so much of that, of the time that, Mm -hmm. They don't settle for even the flu. They're like, I need to go to the hospital. I need drugs. Like I need all this stuff. And it's like, we deal with worse than that on a monthly basis. And Mm -hmm. so we just accept so much Mm -hmm. and we don't have to. There's better is possible. Mm -hmm. So did you, you really went down like a rabbit hole of your own, your own journey, your own cycle and have mastered that. And now you help other women. So what did that look like? That journey of your own, yeah, your own journey. Yeah. So my own journey um, was started with, I heard about, it was someone who worked with uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. So PCOS and like hormone imbalances on a podcast. And at that point I was just like, Hey, that's a hormone issue. Mine's some kind of hormone issue. And so I got on the phone with her um, and I did like a, a session with her on just like how to try and set myself up to support my hormones a little bit better. And at the time it was very much like, 
I'm just trying to get a few more good days out of the month. Like Mm -hmm. I just, if I can do that, then like that felt like an amazing transformation at the time. Um, And that was really that stepping stone because like the symptoms of PCOS and PMDD are so different, but it at least got me on that path of like, what does an optimal cyclical body need and look like and what does healthy look like Mm -hmm. and change that picture for me. Because before that, I was comparing myself a lot to my husband or to like male colleagues of like, they just show up and do the same thing every day and, you know, like without fail. Right. And that's what I was trying to be. And I realized I was really striving to be neutral almost. Like I didn't want these super lows, but I also didn't want like these super high highs because the, the switch back and forth was just like so much drama for me. Um, and so I was trying to like stay in that middle ground. But when I learned more about like, no, like we are supposed to ebb and flow across our 28 day cycle instead of that 24 hour hormone cycle that men have that aligns more with our, you know, what we think about as a day to day timeline. And that just really shifted that perspective. And then um, I learned from Elisa Vitti from her books of In the Flow, um, Woman Code, on just this concept of like, you have these four distinct phases, they serve these specific purposes. And there's a reason you feel different from week to week. And mm-hmm. that's normal. Um, and when you start working within that as the normal, you can just shift how you approach life, how you treat yourself. Mm-hmm. And things really just start to flow for <laughs> lack of a better word. We'll just go all in on the puns today. <laughs> this is making me I'm okay. So I do want to talk about each cycle or each uh, phase or wh- where we can even start to learn because I I have tried to teach myself and I do really want to read um, woman code. It's on my book list. Um, but I grew up with two brothers. And so this is kind of making me want to cry because I feel like I I am hard on myself with my own energy and and how much it does fluctuate week to week. So the fact that you just said, like, we're meant to feel differently each week. Well, actually, are are we not, though, meant to feel differently each week if we're optimized? Even optimized, like, okay. we are supposed to feel different because what's happening at our hormone levels and how that affects our neurotransmitters, how it affects like our neural connections in mm-hmm. our brain is shifting. So it's it's not so much that like our brain is different as much as the activation is stronger mm-hmm. in different parts of the brain at different times in the month because it's all interconnected. Yeah. And so what we notice, what we focus on, how motivated we are or what we're motivated to do shifts And that's the piece that it's like, if you just go with that process, you have more days where it feels like what's on your calendar and the energy you bring to the day are matching, or you go into the, or you go into the day knowing like, okay, I've got a ton of meetings today and I'm like two days out from my period. Like I'm not feeling it. And not that you necessarily have to reschedule all of that, but it then gives you that choice to be intentional. Do I move Mm -hmm. meetings or do I power through this day? And then what does my self-care look like tonight, this weekend? How am I accounting for the fact that this is going to require more energy and I need to refuel and replenish? And that's 100% okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's like honoring our cycle Mm -hmm. and how we're meant to be feeling at that time because there's a it's like its own season 
during that 28-day period. So where can someone start if they want to start honoring their cycle or they want to start optimizing their their life and feeling better? If they're like, oh, I feel like crap all the time. Oh, I want to feel better. Where can I start? Yeah, I love that question and that idea of like how many good days do you actually have? Because there's obviously a spectrum. Some women are like, my period's a blip. Some people are like, I have one week a month, you know, where I'm like PMSing and it's awful. And other people think about it in terms of like, I get like three to five good days a month, you know? And so it's how do we really start to, you know, lengthen that, get more good days. And the best place to start is tracking um, and tracking like each phase and really just paying attention to your own patterns. Um, especially if you want to DIY it, it's like the best data that you have is within yourself. So noticing those shifts between, you know, being in your menstrual phase and being like, I don't, you know, care about anyone else. You know, you're very much in tune to like what your own needs are, your boundaries, how other people are crossing them. And that's how we can get, you know, the like PMS bitchy kind of you know, vibe, but it's very much like that phase is about you. It's that check-in to say like, are my needs being met? And if they're not, like what needs to change in order to be good? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that shift the week after your period where you probably feel that like, I feel like people often say like, I feel like myself, right? Like you're super high energy. You feel like you can take on anything. You're motivated. You feel more social and you're like, oh yeah, this is the real me. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason that we latch onto that so much too is because that's also the version of ourselves that matches most closely to like what we see as normal in terms of what we're, you know, what society praises and the feedback that we get of being like highly productive, lots of output, lots of social. It's like our most extroverted energy, right? And so Mm -hmm. that feels like the version that we want to claim or the version that we get most like rewarded for being and part of this is like learning to accept and see the strengths in each of your phase and like each phase and what it brings to the table. Um, The next shift that you can feel is like heading into ovulation where this is going to be like your most social time, but it's also great for like doing um, hard problem solving. Your uh, brain is just like more connected. And so you can see problems in different ways. You're also really great at communicating them. So being collaborative, being visible, um, going on first dates. Like it's a great, like best first impression you know, mm-hmm. moment. And also not just for yourself, but also to like have the best perspective on someone else, like see the best in them. And then don't worry after that, you'll get into all the nitpicky energy of like, I see all the things, all the red flags, like that will come. Um, and it's honoring that piece as well. Like when you do get that more, like it can feel more reactive, but what's happening in our brain is we're actually noticing more things. Mm. Um, so this is often the like, you wake up and you're like, I need to spring clean. I need to organize my sock drawer, like that kind of energy. And we all know it, right? And if you've been in a relationship, I think it's called out more because it's like, you come in full force, like this is happening today. And everyone else is like, uh, why is this Saturday so special? Yeah. Papers have been there for months. Yeah. So that's right after ovulation is when we get nitpicky, like like, right before our period. 
Yeah. And those, and, but that can also be like the superpower there can be doing a lot of deep work, focused work, doing like budgets and organization and things that are like tedious and you don't think of as the fun tasks, but in that window, like you're, you have more tolerance for those sorts of things. So especially if you're thinking about in your business, like that back end stuff that, you know, is it, it's not really the fun stuff, but um, yeah. it's also the necessary stuff that moves things forward. Mm-hmm. And that's a really powerful window the week or two before your period to like knock that stuff out. Mm-hmm. And then when we're on our period, wh- what, how should we be taking care of ourselves? Yeah. So the biggest thing is really like your body's going to tell you what you need. And I think it's reframing how we think about period pain, fatigue, bloating, like all of those things that you might be experiencing is your body telling you what it needs. But Mm -hmm. we put that in a separate category. Like if you were just like not on your period and you started to experience pain, like what would you do? Would you take it easy? Would you slow down? Would you go on that? Like, let's say, you know, you have a sore ankle. Are you going to the gym? No, No. like you're going to rest your ankle. You might ice it. You're going to take a break. You're going to rest it. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's how we need to think about our periods as well is like, if you're experiencing pain, that means your body needs something, right? Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. That's not, yeah. you know, and, and when we think about pain too, um, it is normal to feel like some pressure, some like light cramping some cause your body's, your uterus is a muscle it's contracting. So like stuff's happening. And so it's not that you, the goal is to not feel anything or not be aware of it at all, but when you're, you know, popping ibuprofen, when you're doing the heat pack, when you're like having to do all these things just to get through your day, that should be a huge red flag to us that like our body needs a support that it's not getting. Okay. And I'd like to say with that too, like with PMS, um, there are hormone disorders like premenstrual dysphoric disorder or PCOS that have like these added layers of interactions with different hormones. Um, that are more like this is something that's not working optimally Mm -hmm. but like when we think about your you know run-of-the-mill pms like i believe that pms is normal it's Mm -hmm. just not optimal because your body's doing exactly what it's supposed to do when it doesn't have the support when your hormones are out of balance your body is supposed to send off all of these signals that something is not right but what's happened is we've taken it not only as like common but as like okay, this is the norm and this is how it is. And so shifting that perspective to say like, okay, my body's doing what it's supposed to do. I'm not broken. Instead, I need to actually start slowing down and listening and giving yourself permission to go slow, to sleep, to, you know, take it easy and be, you know, turn your camera off during a Zoom meeting, like do things to help take that, the energy. Because even just like, you know, putting on the face, being, you know, smiling and all of those things like can just like take that little extra effort that you don't have. Yeah. And so even those little things can be be huge. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the mixed messages that I've seen is is that PMS is normal. No, we're not supposed to be experiencing PMS. Or I've heard if we're in pain, it just means our hormones are totally off. But I'm sure there's a spectrum of pain. For me personally, I, when the pandemic hit, I started intermittent fasting. And so I was drinking coffee and not eating breakfast. And I noticed, I think my period pains were way worse during Mm -hmm. those last two years. And then I 
saw that um, drinking coffee on an empty stomach really messes up women's hormones. That's what one person said. So I stopped doing that and my periods, the pain has changed. So what, what is your take on that? Yeah, I think those are, it's such a great question because there is a spectrum. Like there is extreme pain that can be related to like cysts, Mm -hmm. um, endometriosis, fibroids that are like, this is at another level where there's something else medically going on that is on top of any hormone imbalance that you might have. So for example, endometriosis, a lot of the research coming out now is that at its root cause, it's really an autoimmune disorder. It's then interacts with our hormones because estrogen modulates our immune system. So then that's why like pain and things can be even worse, like at certain points in the cycle because of the interaction with the hormones. But that one's not directly a hormone imbalance. There's this other underlying problem going on. So definitely if it's extreme pain, like if you're, you know, unable to function, if, you know, it's causing you to like pass out, to vomit, to like these extreme things, like those are times Mm -hmm. to really be pushing with a medical provider to get, to get answers or finding someone who specializes in those areas in the holistic world to get like real solutions for that. Um, But if you're thinking more like at this level of like, okay, I can take an ibuprofen or like maybe I have one bad day. um, And it's more in that like what you may consider, and again, pain is subjective, but like maybe that more like manageable amount of pain. um, This can definitely be related to hormone imbalances. And again, it's not that something's necessarily wrong or that you're broken. It's just that like your body is going to get louder and louder until it gets the support that it's it needs. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it's supposed to do. Um, so a great place to start if you're like, how do I know if this is regular PMS, if this is PMDD or like what it is, cycle syncing is such a great practice to just start developing because one, like there's no side effects. Like you're just adjusting how you're doing things. You're eating clean and you're just maybe adjusting when you eat what foods or you're adjusting when you do which workouts at the gym. So like there's no downsides to implementing the method and even in levels of like pmdd or something like that like you can also have hormone imbalances exasperating that problem and i believe like that's what i experienced like after having uh, my kids where like it was next level lack of support for myself because i was never even before that like i wasn't very good at supporting my body and like making sure i was eating enough and drinking enough and like doing all of those things But then like after having a kid and you're now taking care of someone else and I was just like had fallen even further back, like my symptoms got so much more extreme, Mm -hmm. even like getting that basic support back of making sure I'm eating consistently, I'm eating enough, um, helped to take the edge off. Mm -hmm. And there was still a lot of work that I had to do to like actually experience relief from PMDD, Mm -hmm. but those things all interact. So this is a great way to get your hormones in check where you can, again, like I said, take that edge off and see like, okay, is this something that's like, I'm doing things that work for my body, my cyclical body, I'm supporting it. And I'm still experiencing these levels of pain or discomfort. Um, Or is this, you know, something that like, oh, after doing this for like a month, 
two months, three months, like now I feel so much better so much more of the time. You can do that work on yourself. And even if you want to then work with a medical professional, even doing like a month or two of tracking your cycle, of tracking like the support that you're giving yourself, like that goes such a long way when you can bring data into that doctor's appointment. Because doctors have a lot of knowledge. They've gone through tons of training, but they don't know your body. Mm -hmm. If you come in saying like things don't feel good, (laughs) it's like, well, it could be all sorts of things. It could be depression. It could be anxiety. It could also be that you're experiencing depression and anxiety, but then it's exasperated by the phase of your cycle that you're in. Yeah. Um, And so having that data on yourself and being shifting to being the expert of your own body just is so empowering and gives you so much, um, just so much more confidence in your voice in those situations. Yes. I love that so much because I always tell my clients and my students of my programs is be the investigator of your, not only your love life, but your life. Like, and this is exactly, this is such a good example. Like be the investigator of your body and your cycle because it's affecting everything that's happening in your life. So when you say cycle tracking, it involves, you said nutrition. So like things we can eat. Yeah. Different types of exercises we can do during each phase. What else, what else would be involved in that? Yeah. So that's in like the cycle syncing world. So cycle tracking, a lot of that is, you know, you can get an app, you can see like how long your cycle is that helps you see like, okay, if my period's seven days long, you know, how long am I in each phase? So it kind of gives you that timeline to work with. And then the cycle syncing piece is putting this layer on top of that is once I know what phase that I'm in, what can I do to optimize things during that time? So yeah, you can adjust how you're eating. And the biggest one there is with the week after your period through ovulation, your appetite is lower. And so, and it's not just appetite, but your caloric needs are lower because your body is not doing the work of like preparing the uterus in case of a pregnancy. And if you think about that work, it's like doing an addition to an organ. So it's like that takes a lot of energy. So then in the week or two before your period, when like cravings go up, that's your body saying like, we're hungry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We need more fuel because our body's doing a lot more invisible work Mm -hmm. on top of whatever it is, you know, that you're doing externally. Mm -hmm. And so just a lot of that is like giving yourself permission to like those cravings are not bad. They're a signal that you need food and then you can be intentional about what you eat. So introducing more complex carbs instead of grabbing the chocolate or the chips every time, obviously. Every now and then. (laughs) Like you're good. But if you're thinking ahead of like, how do I make sure that I've just eaten enough food and I've kept my blood sugar stable where I don't reach those points as often where it's like, I just need to eat something that's going to be like instant you know, serotonin. And then I think you asked like, what, what else? So like, what else? And like modulating or modifying your workout routines, things that you can um, think about are like communication. Um, The, when you're on your period, it's such a great time to journal and be reflective of like, what conversations do I need to have? What boundaries maybe do I need to set? What's currently working? And that can be like in a relationship. I'm sure most of you have had that experience where it's like, why do I feel like I want to break up with my partner? Yeah. And it seems to happen 
on my period. And then I kind of forget about it and everything's fine. Or like Mm -hmm. even in a job, like wanting to quit your job once a month. And those are good things to get really curious about. Like, is this actually, there's tons of red flags in this relationship and I need to trust myself and actually end it or actually, you know, quit the job and do, you know, that passion project or move on? Mm -hmm. Or is this that reoccurring message that you haven't had the conversations you need to have for there to be healthy boundaries for you to have the support that you need. And now it's time to actually get that conversation scheduled. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to do the conversation when you're in that super reactive, sensitive place, but knowing and trusting that in that window, your body's telling you exactly like what's important to you and your values, write it down, journal it, make a note. And then the week after, when you're in a better place emotionally and with having more estrogen and more serotonin is going to allow you to have those conversations in a more productive way where you can not only communicate in a softer way, Mm -hmm. uh, but you can also be more receptive to people's response and feedback because, you know, these things are two way streets, especially when you're thinking about relationships and whether that's romantic or like in business or whatever, where it's like, we're negotiating each other's needs in this Mm -hmm. situation how can we optimize, you know, that experience? And then when you're like in luteal phase and it's like, okay, now this is when I need the most support, you've already had those conversations. So it's really setting yourself up so that you're not then falling into that place where you're needed the most, most reactive, and it feels the most urgent to be raising your hand because that's not setting anyone else up for success either because nothing's going to be right. No one's going to do it you know, the way that you need it in that moment. But if you can set up these conversations where you're getting that buy-in, that collaboration, when you're in a better place and you can communicate it well, for then people to step in where you can just say like, okay, I need help today. And they've already had that prep of like, when she says this, that means, you know, here are steps that I can take to jump in and actually be helpful because the people who love you and are there, like they want to help. But they also don't like feeling like everything they do isn't good enough and feeling like you're walking on eggshells. So that like self-awareness allows just like those things get easier in that way as well. Yeah. So it's like we we have to learn ourselves, the ins and outs of of ourselves. And then if we are in relationship, it's also educating the other person because especially men don't want to feel like they're walking on eggshells. I mean, no, no one wants to feel like they're walking on eggshells, but if we are aware that, okay, this is the time where I'm a little more sensitive and I just need to kind of cocoon and be with my own feelings and we can have that open communication and, and talk about these things with our partners, which I think is only going to better their relationship. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that in your relationship that it, once you started doing this work that there was positive effects, I'm guessing. Yes. (laughs) It's been, it's been huge because, um, even before, like I have been pretty good at like communicating, like I would communicate a lot about like, you know, I would have these PMD, PMDD episodes and I would, you know, afterward kind of be able to break it down and explain like, okay, this is what happened. This is what triggered me and like all this stuff, but it wasn't really forward thinking it wasn't um prepared preparing myself or him for like these situations and i know he came away a lot with a sense of like all this stuff is his fault or like it's on Mm -hmm. him because like 
yeah, he said the thing that triggered me, but like me being triggered wasn't his fault, you know? Yeah. And, and now that has just changed so much where like even things like um, when we're negotiating like night out, like guys night out, girls night out, like that stuff. Cause you know, as parents, that's also like a whole thing of getting time away. And mm-hmm. um, he used to like come with like, all right, over the next three months, here's like 10 things I want to do. And it would just like, I would shut down because I'm like, I, like, no, I can't, yeah. that's too many things. But it's like, <laughs> oh, if we're actually like talking about it at the right time, mm-hmm. I can also be more clear on the fact that like, okay, this is over. We're talking about over the course of three months, not like next week. Um, And it also allowed me to communicate like, look, it's always hard for me if you bring that laundry list of tasks. If you want to send that list, like do it in an email where like I have some distance Mm -hmm. and I could like take my time with it. But it allowed us to, to have this framework. And it's also been huge in like just being able to communicate what I'm going to need and also to give him permission where it's like today it's like, don't worry about it. Like I'm going to be making faces. I'm going to have a tone today. And like, I'm working on that. You can ignore that today. Like this isn't about you. Yeah. You don't have to take responsibility of it. Um, and that's just been like such a relief. Um, it's also allowed us to come into conversations with that greater clarity of like, okay, I need to vent about something. And this is the kind of support I'm looking for you right now. Like, am I looking for solutions? Am I looking for like, just a sounding board. And that's again, just set up those conversations for us both to feel more empowered in the situation, both to feel seen and heard because there's that level of self-awareness on my part of like, when I feel this way, this is what I need. Mm -hmm. And if I lead that conversation asking for that, then it's like, okay, he knows what's expected of him. He knows how to engage. And there isn't that like shutdown of like, you know, trying to give me solutions. And I'm like, don't fix it. Like, that's not what I needed. You know, like, do you think I'm stupid? Like, of course I know. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you can do relationship coaching because I think this would solve so many relationship issues. And you probably already know that. But I love what you said earlier about the, like, if you feel like you want to break up with someone one week to really take note of what phase you're in because it could just be a a time when you're being extra crabby or nitpicky and to really to know have that awareness of like of taking that pause and if you are cycle thinking right cycle Mm -hmm. thinking um then you'll know that oh maybe around this time every month you have these these types of thoughts and you can observe your thoughts which is a lot of what I do with my clients is observing thoughts so that um, we become bring that awareness and consciousness to our lives. Mm-hmm. So this is just a whole other level. Um, so I feel like a lot of people listening, they may be in a relationship and they're like, maybe they do question whether this is the right relationship. So I think this is a another perspective of being observant around when you're having certain thoughts. And um, I think it will, it helps relieve a lot of this pressure that we feel as women to have everything figured out. And, and I'm speaking for myself personally in the past. And then another thing that's coming up is the guilt, guilt that comes with 
having these moments? Do you, how do you work with clients on that? Yeah, that's a big one because we have so much shame around it. We've been given so many messages our whole life that, you know, like, oh, we're being hormonal or, you know, this like sense of dismissing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing that I found is I, by being um, more aware of these phases and like the different energy that I'm in has given me like more confidence to know when like raising my voice is called for in this situation Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to dismiss myself or have someone else dismiss that as like, you know, being bitchy, being hormonal, being like whatever, where there were times in the past where it's like, you don't know. You're like, I'm freaking out because I'm super triggered and I don't know if I'm being reasonable or not. And how Mm -hmm. often do we think that like, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, or asking our friends, like, who was right in the situation? Was I reasonable? Was he reasonable? And it's like, we both have a right to like how we feel in a situation. But again, that like observing and being aware of like that consistency for ourselves, where it's like, instead of looking at ourselves from day to day, but we say like from phase to phase, um, it's just really that that confidence and giving ourselves permission to say like, no, this is something that's been reoccurring. We've had this conversation multiple times. So there's like, it's warranted that I get a little bit more serious about this mm-hmm. versus like, this is the first time we've talked about it. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe this has been bothering me for months and months, but that kind of blow up isn't necessarily warranted towards that person. If this is the first time we're talking about it, mm-hmm. but you know, there are those things where it's like, no, this is a boundary we've talked about. You continue to cross it, or this is support I've asked for that you have continually like not provided. And that can also be in other relationships too, not just romantic ones. But um, again, just like the, the guilt that we feel often comes from just like that insecurity and that doubt about, is this reasonable? Is this okay? Are these feelings valid? And feelings are always like you're feeling them so that, you know, in a way it has validity to it as is. But then when you add this layer of mindfulness on top, it can help you get closer to that root of like, why does this feel so urgent today? Does it feel so urgent because like I'm most aware of my needs today and this is just like extra triggering or is this, you know, so urgent because this has been a recurring theme that's come up month after month. And I've now reached that like pinnacle level of like, okay, it's time to take action now. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of it is like, you know, if you're not ready yet to have the conversation or to do the hard thing one month, it's okay to like set it to the side. And like, that's the beauty of journaling. It's like, you can put it there, put a pin in it. And like, if that's something that's really needs to happen in your life, like it's going to keep coming back month after month. And that's almost like a way of priming you and getting you ready to like step into your full power to say something, do something, like make the change that you need to. And I think that also gives us some permission to like, just like be, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of being so caught up in like all the things that we should be doing or shouldn't be doing or saying or whatever, there's that, that piece about like, if this needs to happen, like I will get all the signals and all the motivation and all the fire to do it when it's time. Yeah. And what a, I feel like this is such a gift to, especially if for anyone that's single and listening, 
where you really have the time to master your body and master your life so that you can show up differently in your future relationships if that's what you want. How do you think singles can use this information in their dating lives? Yeah. Um, one, like when you're single, there's like this level of like ease to this process because there's no other variables. Mm-hmm. And that can be really helpful when you're first starting out because it really is like, what does consistency look like for me? What does balance look like for me? And it's sort of independent of, um, you know, other things going in your on in your life. Um, and there can still be obviously seasons like stress at work, travel, things that can influence that, but it's a little bit easier to get that baseline. I started, I already was married, already had kids. And so like lack of sleep, you know, yeah. lack of like all these things definitely interact with that and, and add that layer of challenging to figure out like, okay, is this because I'm in this phase or is this because I haven't slept in days? Like what's going on? Yeah. Um, but I think in dating, like it can be uh, really powerful because you have these different perspectives that come with each phase and it allows you to get more data on a person in a relationship in a shorter amount of time. Um, I mentioned earlier that like ovulatory phase can be a great time for the first date when you're going to be your most magnetic self, skin is glowing, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're full, full We're on the hottest. attraction mode. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's not just like looks and everything. It's also like your confidence mm-hmm. and is the highest. So like, you're just going to be that like best version of yourself. Cause like, you know, First dates are hard. It's awkward. Like any help you can get to, you know, make that feel smoother. Um, And it also gives you that like best time to like see the best in someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also a good time to be like, okay, if I went on a date with this person during ovulatory phase and it was not good, Mm. it is not like, you know, no need to waste time. Cause if it's like my like best self and like, it was not a good time, like we can move on. Um, if it was a good time, like you can also be like, okay, like there's that initial connection. And then as you go through your other phases, like in luteal phase, like, okay, now that I'm noticing more things, like what are the potential red flags here? Um, what are the potential like annoying things that like maybe, maybe I do or don't like? Um, and again, it's not necessarily that you have to make decisions that quickly, like, you know, give people some time, see different versions of them as well but it allows you to get that data. Like, okay, these are the things that are annoying me during menstrual phase is a great time to like, you know, are these things annoying me? Because like, maybe I'm not ready to be in this relationship or, you know, like you can do that self awareness analysis too, of like, what am I expecting out of this particular relationship? Is it reasonable to like be this annoyed at this one little mannerism or am I overlooking like a bigger picture? Am I trying to find things, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it could be? And I guess those all kind of sound, sound kind of negative, but there could also be positive ways of just like, you know, you can kind of do that more reflective piece. And then um, in follicular, it's like another time to kind of revisit that. Like, how well do we communicate with each other? Like, can we have fun together? Can we, it's like, you get to see them at different versions of yourself. And if you're paying attention to that, like how much, quicker can you like weed out like obvious problems because you're taking into account that fuller picture of how you interact at different phases. Um, but then also it gives you that like month after month, like you can start to notice like, okay, what's, what keeps coming up in this relationship? 
what are conversations to have um and you can start to you know use that data to your advantage because again like i think there's this is true in dating and i find it true in like being an entrepreneur in business it's like you want to attract and repel you want to get as clear on who you are not because it's not about how many dates you get right it's like how many of the right dates are you getting the quality of it because like who's got time to just like be wasting on things that aren't going anywhere regardless of how good or bad the person is it's like is this actually aligned with who i am is this you know moving forward towards like that goal Mm -hmm. oh it's so good it's so good yeah so if you do start doing this work which i've attempted and now i'm even more inspired to really get into it so thank you for that um i think it's so it goes so hand in hand with relationships and dating and what better time than when you're single to really master it um so i'm very grateful that you've been here and thankful for all of your knowledge and all of your work because i think every woman needs to do this work um, while we, before we wrap up, I do have a fun question that I like to ask my guests. What is something on your bucket list that you would like to do within the next year? Oh, within the next year. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. I feel like my bucket list has been kind of weird, um, for a while now, <laughs> like with kids, it's like, what, what's on the bucket list? Yeah. Um, But honestly, like I would say my bucket list for this next year is to like try some new things and like actually define some hobbies Um, in this like season of life, like things that are actually worth taking, getting a babysitter for worth like, you know, going out and spending some more time on myself. That's like fun, creative, like just, just for me stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's like actually signing up for the the classes, actually signing up to do that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Like the things you always say you're going to try or do. What's one thing that, that you've wanted to try? Um, so one thing I know that I like doing and I want to do more of is, um, horseback riding. And I've been once since being in Phoenix. Um, and I did like a moonlight, uh, ride and it was amazing. And I'm like, I, I need to make more time for that for sure. (laughs) Amazing. Highly agree with that. So tell our listeners where they can connect with you and anything that you have coming up. Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to connect with me is on Instagram at Brianna Vegas coaching, Um, and I will give you a link, um, for a freebie that I have. That's just like, how do you start figuring out like what phase you're in, how long the phases are for you. So it's that kind of like intro to tracking the phases of your cycle, which is great. If you're just starting out, if you're a little bit farther and maybe you've like tried testing out kind of like you mentioned, um, better just like, I want to get that there faster. You know, Mm -hmm. I have, um, a, as one hour session that I do, especially for like new clients, it's called um, a sync session, which is sync your next cycle. And I love this session because it's so much about like, all right, let's pick a focus area and like get you a real plan of what this looks like in each phase. So you can answer those questions for yourself faster. Like, does this actually work for me? Is it worth it to go deeper? And um, it's just kind of a fun way to test out the method. I'll give you the link for that. And for your listeners, if they use the code DEEPER, all caps, they'll get $100 off that session. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. And we will, I'll put the, 
all the notes and everything in the notes so that you can easily look her up on Instagram and connect with her there and download that freebie because that's literally everything we just talked about and you can get started today. So, or not yeah, today. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Brianna, again, for being here and everyone have a great rest of your week. Bye. 